welcome to the Gold Rob Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, <laughs> how was your Christmas? Because th- this this episode went live on the 30th, so surely you've had Christmas by now. Well, obviously, we're not at all pre-recording this so that we can have Christmas in peace. No, uh, my Christmas (laughs) got a little bit more hectic than I thought. I thought I was just going to go up to my dad's and spend some time with family and my nieces and nephews. But I had a friend who was going to be on their own for Christmas. So I ended up coming home to spend some time with them and making Christmas dinner for the first time. It went amazing because, of course, it went amazing. How could it not go amazing? And I also dog sat for another friend so they could go up to their dads and Woo. not have to deal with the grumpy little boy that he is. I love him dearly, right. but he is a little grump. How was your Christmas? It was absolutely amazing. Got to spend time with friends and family, ate too much, drank too much. As always, I had some amazing gifts off my wife and my daughter. Um, I hope. <laughs> I know I know what I want, but whether or not they get it for me is another thing all... Wait, surely your gi- daughter's at a point where you just buy your own gifts from her, right? Or do you you and your wife so, buy each other's from her? So the way... the Yeah, so the way it works is that for Molly, me and Els will think, okay, what can we get it? And then we buy it together from Els. But it's mainly Els deciding what it is. But as a 10-year-old child... Some ideas are absolutely amazing, and other ideas are bottom of the barrel bad. There is no in between. It is one or the other. So sometimes when they ask you, like, what should we get Miles for a birthday? Or what should we get her for for Christmas? And she comes up with an idea. I'm like, yeah, let's keep thinking, shall we? Yeah, we could do that. You're right. That That is an option. Yeah, or how do you think about, like, honestly, sometimes the ideas are... Sometimes they're amazing. Sometimes, like I said, they are bottom of the barrel. But yeah, Christmas is absolutely amazing and exciting things. This is the last episode of the podcast in 2022. Do you know, I realized this the other day when we were recording, I think last week, that we have now done this both during the hottest day of the year and the coldest day of the year. Yes. I, th- that doesn't mean anything of course that's just how time works but you know we take we take this we take the little bits of nostalgia we can have yes yes i i i like if someone had told me oh the the you know when we were coming up with the idea for the podcast that it, it just didn't seem real at the time that this we would get to this point where we've been doing it for what around 30 six episodes months? yeah yeah, about six months, right? June we started, I think. Something um, like that. So we've been doing it for that long. And it's made me realise that when you see these other podcasts and like, okay, they do something special for for 50 episodes, for 100 episodes. Like, that's a long time. You that's don't a lot of episodes. <laughs> it is. Like, 100 episodes is basically two years. Yeah. And I, I actually can't wait till we get to 50 and 100 episodes, which we will do. We are going to get there. I think this, the podcast is only going from strength to strength. And like every week there is something to discuss. And we've kind of nailed down the 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 formats of the, the show. And, you know, what I like about it is we're, we are ourselves. We're different from other Pokemon podcasts that are out there. So I, I just think it's been a great year. Congratulations to us both, you know, patting ourselves on, on, the, on the back. And I'm looking forward to 2023 and what we talk about, review and discuss moving forward. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you for contributing to this conversation. <laughs> Absolutely riveting. Look, you're not the one who edits these. You don't get to see like your big blocks of waveforms and my tiny little <laughs> slivers in between. Oh no. No. Like I I always think this podcast is 50/50, it's give and take. It's really not. You talk so much. I just I do talk a lot. It's, it's one of my things in life where I just if there's an awkward silence, I have to fill it. Not, not just on the podcast, but on, on anything, on YouTube, work life, anything else like that. I'm just that annoying person that people, people will be quiet and I'll just pop in with, 
what if you were suddenly attacked by a dinosaur? Discuss! And he's like, what? where's this come from? What are we talking about? That, that's just that's just how I am. Um, shall we move on to the 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 main... Well, I, say, I was going to say the main content, but we haven't got main content because we are recording this about 12 hours after l- recording last week's podcast. Um, there is no news. We discussed it in last week's. But we didn't want to go a week without a podcast. We wanted to drop something. So um, in terms of how this, this week's going to run, we're going to do three more episodes of Pokemon Master Journeys and one of them I cannot wait to talk about. And then um, we're going to do the guessing game as usual but with a bit of a twist on it. So, for now, should we jump into the Pokemon Master Journeys weekly episode discussion? You want to do that first? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do that. that that's the one that I want to do first. Um, so, um, episode 28, all out, all of the time. And wouldn't you know, it, it's another race episode. Yeah, they're Again. good at these. They're like, it's, it's an easy way to get them to go to a location, I feel. Like, oh, this thing looks interesting. Let's go take part. Mm. And granted, no two of the races have been identical. Like, they... they, they, Mm, There there was a couple of swimming ones that were very similar. Similar, but the... I guess what I'm saying here is the race format, how the race runs is different every time. There's a twist, there's a spin on it, whatever it might be. So, for example, this one, they've got to race around one of the Alolan Islands catching Pokemon as they go before each checkpoint. And I'm not even sure. How has the winner decided? Um, I think it's first across the finish line. Is that what uh, it is? is but that, they I... have to have caught all the Pokemon yes. of the challenge along the way before each checkpoint. That's it. And there's three Pokemon they have to catch along the way, alone the Geodude, Bruxish, and Persimian. And all the nonsense that typically happens, mainly as a result of the All Out Brothers. The All Out Brothers! All Out! <laughs> like, what did you think of them? Um, interesting. I will say, yes. this this ser- this episode seems very much designed to set up two things. Okay. One, that Ash has, like, he's such a humble person that he's forgot to mention to people that he is the champion of Alola. Yeah, apparently it slipped his mind. It's it just slipped not- his mind. It was like, yeah, yeah, that was the thing I did. I, I, oh yeah, I did who, win that, didn't I? Who hasn't been the champion of Alola at some point? That's nobody. He's the only one. He's the only one. Yeah, exactly. The first and only one. <laughs> which, which is nice to see the people of Alola refer to him as the champion. Mm, mm. That's really nice, um, and maybe something that will come back in the future. And secondly, is to set up. Oh yeah, Z moves are a thing. And yes. Ash has access to them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which will come up later. It, it, yeah, so it will come up. Yes, it, it will come the up. The very later. next the, episode. The very next episode, yeah. But it's almost between what I've noticed is between the, the this season and last that they have set up the usual gimmick, Gigantamaxing and Dynamaxing. And I thought that would be the sole gimmick. However,. We've also seen Mega Evolution, and now we're say, seeing Z-moves as well, which surely, like, they're not just av- having these for the sake of having them. They are going to contribute, surely, in, in the tournament format that we're getting ne- next season, isn't it? Yes. Is it- and yes. the thing okay. is, it makes Ash a wild card. As somebody who has access to True. Z-moves and Gigantamax, and we kind of assume that he's going down the Mega route with, like, his Lucario... Yes. To have access to all of those, you never know which one he's going to pull, which one he's going to use, and it makes him very difficult to deal with as a competitor. Yeah, I'm... This is unknown grounds, because in the games, you've never had that... Well, yeah. Yeah, Sun and Moon, you had access to Megas and Z-moves. But you didn't have access to all three so it's going to be interesting how they approach that in the anime is it a case of you can use one of each is it a case well you can choose which one of the three you use and if you use it and blow it that's kind of done and dusted it's going to be interesting to see where they go but i the thought of potentially a dynamaxed pokemon taking on a mega pokemon or taking down a mega pokemon with a z move I'm all for that, and I'm I'm hoping we get to see that in the future because I haven't seen basically I haven't seen past where we're up to now, so I don't know what's coming, and I'm only guessing at what is coming. But 
you, I think you're right that they they aren't just in there for the sake of being in there. They are there to remind the audience that, yeah, these gimmicks are still a thing in the anime and can still come up at some point. Yeah. Which, which again, like. may be another reason why, spoilers, Ash is leaving the franchise because he has access to too much now. Yeah, like where, yeah, you, yeah, get, thinking back to last week's episode, it, it kind of is what. What challenge is there for Ash? If you keep him on as, as, a, as the main character, like unless you find a way to nerf him and do it in a realistic, acceptable way, he's, he's surely with all the Pokemon he's got, all the you know Z crystals, Mega Stones, whatever it might be, he's an absolute powerhouse. So yeah. I think maybe maybe that's why maybe thinking back to last week's episode, yeah, that that's why they've kind of decided to can Ash because yeah, where where do you go from there? But anyway, we're talking about this week's episode and not the future. Um, so the All Out Brothers are uh, multiple times tried to use a Z move and <laughs> just clangorous scale salt scales clang, clang something something like that. I I can't remember what it was, but some you've got the right words in some kind of format in some kind of order. Um but they just can't seem to get it working. Um and it just causes issues for the the team in terms of using it incorrectly and in the Alone and Geodude case the the boulder just rolls back on them. Um against Bruxish, it just it just misses. It just targets right next to Bruxish, who just looks up like Wait, what, are you doing? what just what what just happened? Like, if I miss something, um, I, w- I won't got- lie. When I when I saw them use it on the boulder, I was like, "Huh, that was uh, a little bit underwhelming." Oh, what? and then Boulder comes in and just uses headbutt, headbutt and sends the thing flying. I'm like, "Yes, what's uh, what's going on here?" And it's not until the next time they use it to miss the Bruxish that it's like, yes. "Yeah, that wasn't a Z move." And I love because, that it's Ash that turns around to him. It's like, uh, guys, that that wasn't that, a Z move. No, that wasn't. That isn't what you thought it was. Because the boulder was even drawn in a way that it looked like it looked out of place. As if, okay, I can see the crack lines. I know exactly it's going to hit, and I, I I can tell where the boulder is going to crack. And it didn't happen. It just rolled down the hill. I'm like, okay, something is amiss here. Um. And as as we progress through the the story, we figure out that the the brothers aren't doesn't seem to be in they don't seem to be in sync with yeah. their uh, Pokemon. Well, it's interesting because they say they're not in sync with their Pokemon. However, it it the way they depict it is that it's the two of them doing their dance, even yes. though only one of the brothers has the Z crystal, mm-hmm. and the one with the Z crystal does the right dance every single time. And it's the other brother that gets it wrong. Oh, I missed that. Right. Yeah. Wait. So the other brother gets it wrong twice, and it's not till the third time that they use it correctly that they do the exact same move as each other. Is the brother getting it wrong? The one with the Z crystal? No. Oh. It's the other one. Wait, which is what? why I was like, um, I, d- I don't know. Are, are, are do you both own the Kamoo? Is that why you have to do it together? Is it because your hearts need to be in sync as a three rather than as a two? Yeah. Well, that's a you, little bit. You never seemed out of. And the whole point of this episode is like, you're not in sync with Kamoo. And then they suddenly are without yeah. having changed or Do, done, done anything. anything. Yeah. So it's I like, think it, I think the lesson lo- <laughs> falls a little bit flat. <laughs> yeah, it does because Ash is. It's basically that, that typical thing where Ash, Ash says, yeah, you're out of sync. And it's like the brothers are just. Why didn't we think of that? Oh, <laughs> it is so obvious. Thank you, Ash, for, for telling us the exact issue, the exact reason why this isn't working. So it, it I Despite agree the that, fact that you haven't actually said anything. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's... I agree that it the the message, the them being out of sync does feel a, a, a little bit flat. And it does... I think it does what it needs to do in terms of an episode of reminding you that, yeah, okay, Ash... Is a previous champion, so he has got skills and experience, and Z Z powers are a thing. Um, and the only other the only other highlights for me was uh, Grookey just taking one of Tropius's bananas from Team Rocket's Tropius. He's so happy that he's just got a banana. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Team Rocket. There's another episode where Team Rocket are in it and don't really do a lot outside of it being an opportunity for them to bump into there. Alolan Pokemon, so... It, it Which, was it, it, I'll take it. 
I will absolutely yeah. take it. And I love the fact that they even think back on him and to be like, oh, I wonder if Mimikyu's as creepy yes. as always. I wonder what Marini's doing. And not once do they mention Beware. I'm like, hmm, come mm, on now. Give beware, me Beware. Is <laughs> you, got what, you got what you wanted for. Why did they leave those Pokemon behind? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I didn't watch okay. the end of Sun and Moon, unfortunately. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm curious. Why, because... Yeah, they just don't seem like the type of trainers that would leave Pokemon behind. They would... Like, don't get me wrong, there have been moments in the anime when they've shown genuine care and affection for their Pokemon. But, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I need to go back and watch Sun and Moon just so I can see what their journey was as well with their Pokemon. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really short and sweet episode it feels like a short and sweet episode yeah i mean i i like the trials i like yeah the fact of using pokemon to get over the obstacles i find it does ash use any of his pokemon uh lucario he uses lucario to find the fish yes yes oh yeah he, he uses its aura detecting ability i guess yes um yes he, he does but he doesn't use them in, uh, any for battle does he i don't think uh no there's not a because, lot of battling in the episode is there though because they no there's not because they make a point at the start of you can you're only allowed three pokemon i thought right okay three pokemon three rounds okay this is but I, I did wonder i was like does the three pokemon include pikachu and grookey because they're with you <laughs> i don't surely the it would right well, i mean they don't use mm. a full set i mean you've got what boulder gets used yeah um uh yeah, and Lucario. That's it. They're the only ones to get. Mm-hmm. Strange, isn't it? it really, yeah. Anyway, um, nice, nice little episode. But I think the highlight for me was at the very end. Ash gets a invitation from the Ultra Class to take on Voltner, who was ranked twenty-seven, which is like really woo. cool, like addition to the lore here of this whole tournament. Which is once you reach the Ultra Class, you get like a week's notice. Yeah. I, really, I, really cool. Add some suspense. Yes, add some yes. gravitas to it. Of like, yeah. no, you are in the top echelon now. We're gonna. It's it's like boxing matches almost. Mm, mm. It's yes. you have to actually register and get it signed off. And yeah, oh, it's so good. It, so it, good. Make, it is. It makes sense though, doesn't it? Because you're absolutely right. You would want to pack out those stadiums, give mm. people advance notice to get there, give the trainers advance notice to think, okay, I've got a week to do my research on their team, figure out what Pokemon I'm bringing along ready for the battle. And, like, jumping into the next episode, Voltner brings his A-game. Yeah. Like, Voltner comes to this battle with a strategy that I feel on another day would have won him this. And you make a very good point that they've come a long way from, like, just battling on the streets or battling in mm. borrowed gyms. It's no, we have a stadium now. Oh yes, we I'm, are. I, we are at the elite four level already, or mm, at least the mm. prelims kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I much prefer a battle that is in a stadium. It just feels more real. Yes, and more impactful than one on the on the streets. Just a random battle on the streets. Um, let's. How do you want to handle this this recap of, of the battle? I, I was originally going to do like a blow by blow, but that's going to take a while. It's going to take massive. So should we just talk about the tactics then? Because I really want to talk about the, the, the reason why it's so difficult to, to do a blow by blow is because Voltner's tactics very much rely on switching out hit, constantly, s- switching out, hit and run, sending a Pokemon to set up or do its job, then pull them back. So he uses it a handful of times where he um, sets up able, electric terrain with yeah. his um, Luxray. Luxray, thank you. Yeah. And then no, we'll no, switch out to Pokemon to take advantage of it. Sees yeah. Ash switch into Pikachu. Okay, let's yeah. go out into Electivire to use Motor Drive. Yeah. Um, you know, using Rotom to get around the stadium and things like that mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. counter the quickness of his Gengar. Really, really smart tactics. And you can tell yeah. that we are on a different level now. We're not uh, yes. we're not messing around anymore. Yeah, it feels so I never so I, I never watched the 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 series with Voltner in it. So I don't know how that battle went. However, what I have noticed from the the it's almost like the gym, the gym leaders are there as almost milestones where 
they're not built to be impossible. They are built to be a challenge that you need to overcome. But overcoming mm. them is very possible. Whereas Volkner in this, like, he wants to... He plays to win. Yes, exactly. So he's 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 going to bring his best Pokemon. He's going to bring his best tactics. He's going to bring, you know, whatever strategy he he can he has to win. And he he has an amazing strategy in in this like say he, he you know switching pokemon in and out to the point where like the animation where Pikachu is using Thunderbolt on I think it's the Rotom isn't it? It's the Rotom and he's already caught in the electro web uses Thunderbolt and Volkner manages to switch yeah which I don't think is okay. I I, I don't I, yeah. like that you can just be like, oh, it's caught in Electroweb, better yeah. return it. It's like, yes. um... Mm, it almost feels like that would be a, a move that prevents that. But I understand... I, although we also know that it isn't. Like, yes, game yes. logic doesn't suggest that it would be. No. It's just, yeah. Mm. But yes, the fact dirty. that he can switch his Pokemon out and think fast enough yeah. that oh, yes. he can outspeed Pikachu using Thunderbolt. Well, he does it again later on. I think he it's he thunderwaves. Is it is it Lucario with thunderwaves? Yes, and then and then he switches back into Rotom to use Hex, which the, yep. the commentator even says it deals more damage when a Pokemon is under you know a status a, a, a effect. Um, so yeah, it's just an absolutely fast paced battle. Which the the moment this episode started and we were already in the gym. I, I was happy because this is what I've been wanting for a while now. Just an episode that is a Ash-centric, having a battle, showing the world what he's got. And this episode definitely delivered on that. Were you at any point worried that Ash might lose? Um, no. No. Okay. No, not for this one. A, I, I couldn't tell you why, <laughs> if I'm so, being honest with you. So... I'm in but, the same. Go on, go on. But yeah, no, it never, it never struck me as. Oh no, he's in trouble because okay. I, I think it's because they'd already set up the story moment uh, and bro- drawn so much attention to the Z move. Like Volkner yeah. even says, "Oh, a Z crystal. I've wanted to yes. see one of those for a long while." So it, until he'd used that, I knew he was still in it. Okay, yeah. I think like for me, I, I, same as you. I did. I. Watching this episode, I thought, I know Ash is going to win this. It's a bygone conclusion that he's going to win this. But I think they, the the show did a very good opportunity. They, they did very well to make you believe that actually there is a possibility he could lose, mainly because he's, he's on the back foot for quite a lot of this battle, it feels like. And, and yeah. you can see the strategy that Volkner's got and i think one of the reasons why i thought he's not going to lose is because he's ranked 99 so he's in that ultra class i can't see a storyline where he gets knocked back out of that and then has to work his way to get back into it yeah Yeah, we did that that one already we did it with the great class yes exactly like now that he's rank 64 i think at the end Mm -hmm. of this I could see him losing another one because that wouldn't kick him out of the ultra class. The writers could make it so it doesn't kick him out of the ultra class. Like when you rank 99, if you lose, there's no way you're staying in that class. Like with, with, with it just being one. Um, so I don't see that happening. I must say though, the, the I, I didn't like the, the fact that they did the typical anime thing that they've done before where Luxray and... Oh yeah, Lucario. The, 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 the dual knockout. Yeah, the smoke clears, they both stood there, and I was like, okay, great, because they haven't done what I expected them to do, where they both faint, now we get to see them go at it again until one of them is the clear victor, but no, they both just keel over and faint. I was like, right, okay, so we're doing this again, fantastic, and it's an easy way for them to show that two Pokemon are on the same wavelength. Well, I don't know if they are on the same, because that Luxray didn't really take any damage. Right. through the rest of the fight and that it was already shown that Lucario was basically on its last legs because it already mm. pulled out reversal yes so yes. I think the fact that you know Lucario was able to take down that Luxray despite the state it was in it just yeah. managed to get up close and use Aura Sphere point blank range mm. Mm. really really cool I, I yes it was a little bit of a cop out of oh no both Pokemon fainted but I really didn't want Lucario to walk away from that. No, I get that. I mean, 
And I think if Luxray stood up as well, I'd have been like, uh, sorry, a point black aura sphere and you just take okay. it? No, okay. So it, it worked for me. It worked for okay. me. Okay, okay, fair enough. What about, did did the way Ash won the fight win for you? Did 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 uh, he, did win for you, sorry. The only thing I had in my head the whole time was the Futurama quote of like, it's like putting too much hot air in a balloon. <laughs> no, right. Like the, yeah, you're right. You are absolutely right. The, the moment Ash starts to set it up, and and what I loved is that I, I never saw this in Sun and Moon, so I got to see their Z-Power move. 10 million volt tackle or something ten, like that? 10, 10 million volt thunderbolt. That's it. Um, Which he doesn't anime- get until right at the very end. Oh, really? Yeah, his oh, Electrium okay. Z transforms into Pekium Z. Right in the very last battle against Tapu Koko. And yeah, very, very cool moment. Okay, I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I did love the animation, um, but the moment the Electrovire... Yeah, I was like, no, I know exactly where this is is going. Um, I I do feel a little bit... Go on. I love the anime's ability to sometimes... Include abilities, sometimes not. And then when yes. they do include abilities, yeah. they're just like, eh, we're going to play fast and loose with how this actually works. Yes. yes. I, I could, un- like, I'm okay with it being able to absorb it, but I would have preferred it where maybe it backfires and suddenly the Electrovire is as a massive boost. It's but it too can't fast sust- and runs itself yes. into the wall or something. Maybe stupid. something like that. Like, it can't sustain itself because it's now too overcharged and Ash figures out a way to overcome that, potentially. It just feels a bit cheap, in my opinion, that the reason he won is because he had a Z-Power move, which gives him an advantage over Voltner. Like, Voltner didn't bring a gimmick to the, the battle. And that's like, why he lost. And Get yeah, good, scrub. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Like, I, I would feel a little bit wrong. It almost feels like... They do play a bit fast and loose with the abilities, like you say, and the gimmicks sometimes. And it feels like, and I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier, that it almost feels like they needed to be, like they need to establish at the start of the battle, right, what gimmicks have you got? And like it could have been a conversation of of Vaultner just being, oh, he's got a Z-Power, I'm absolutely fine to continue this battle because I, I've got a strategy for it. And maybe that then puts Ash on the back foot thinking, okay, I can use this. This is my only shot, but Voltner's obviously got a plan to counter it of some kind. Like they, they could. I mean, he did played into that. He did. It was motor drive. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I he, think he, that- he he bought the Pokemon to counter yes. Ash's Ace. Yes, he did. I just feel like I think my 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 issue with it is that that something that can turn the tide of a battle so quickly, it's not even addressed by the the rules of the tournament does that make sense like yes I almost, yes i it, mean um, i think it's been we've we've seen mega evolution in the great class yeah like true, we know true. this is fair game mm. um ash just happens to have the benefit of traveling so far and true. having gained so much true true maybe maybe i'm just looking at something that isn't there and it is just a case of like if you've if you've got an advantage, you can bring it along with you. Like that, this part if it's part of your strategy, and you've got mega stones, you've got yeah, I guess because there, there's probably other trainers out there that bring a mega stone, and who they're battling against doesn't have any kind of gimmick. So yeah, I, I guess, I guess. Like I, I, I think as this competition goes on, you're gonna see more gimmicks. I think yes, that's think how so you get into the top top class kind of thing. Yeah, or yeah. what what was it referred to? Oh, the Masters Cup? Yeah, that's. I think that's The best it, yeah. of the best, which yeah. we have been told Cynthia's a part of. I'm looking for... I, I know that that is a... But I, I had it spoiled who the top six, I think it is. Who the, who top the eight. Top six. Top eight. So I, I knew who the top eight trainers are, and I cannot wait to see those battles. Because surely that is... By that point, when we get into that, there's no filler episodes, right? It is just... <laughs> oh, no, is there? Is there a load of filler? Oh, no! I just want I just want the battles towards the end. Oh, great. Um, right, shall we move on to the next episode? Yes. What was the next D- one? Detective Drizzile. Right, yes. Okay. Oh, um, go on. So, hold on, I've got to start this. It was late at night, and the Pokemon had been asleep for a while, all except one. 
mischievous little drizzle. Edwin Greedon, because all he does is eat. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to rhyme, but well done. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. So yeah, so what what were you going to say? I had to get in there first. Sorry. Uh, yeah, interesting episode. Um, did you think the Kecleon was talking? Um, when it first happened, it did. I, I went right. Okay, uh, that's strange. But me. then, pretty much uh, uh, straight after, uh, I was thinking to myself. Yeah, Meowth is the only Pokemon who can talk in in the way that humans talk. I don't think they're introducing another one. And if they are, it's definitely not a Kecleon. Um, so I knew something was a muck. And then the next morning when the Univadator's gone, I, I was thinking, okay, a human's behind this with some kind of technology. I mean, my first thought was, it's not actually a Kecleon, it's a robot. Yeah. With, so yeah. I... <sighs> This episode was fine until mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. two minutes. Oh, okay, okay. So, go on, why? Go on, why? I'm curious. Right. So, so for those of you at home, the episode is about this uh, Kecleon that is sneaking into Cerise Lab. Uh, Drizzle is the only one up at night. It finally finds out that this Kecleon is deleting all of the data that they've gathered. And it's apparently some kid called Gizmo who Gizmo. is who is going out of his way to destroy uh, Cerise's research in order to build his own competitive or his own competitor to the lab that's going to be the best lab ever. And the reason he does this is because he's a freaking simp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Professor Cerise, right. yes, I just yes. love you so much. I wanted you like, to notice us? me. Notice me, senpai. So I deleted everything you own. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Get, get, no, no, <laughs> no. And we forgive him. And you shouldn't. Yeah, you should slap him the up the side yes. of his head and yes. send him to prison where he belongs. Wow. So Scum. <laughs> so, Scum. So, 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 so I've I've got a few notes on, on this episode. So when we meet Gizmo for a split second, for the the, the tiniest of moments, I thought it was Treno from X and Y, and I have no idea why. Oh, when, he's, yeah. you know, when he's hovering down, like, it's Treno. And then my brain was just like, no, why would it be Treno? Like, like, nothing makes you sense mean to be Treno. Yeah, am I? Yeah, so yes, you're right. You're right. I'm. I'm See, I'm I, th- it. I, I, I did think for a second it was. Oh, what's the uh, electric dude's name from? Yes, Sun so- and Moon. Sophocles. Sophocles. Yeah, for, yes, yeah. I can see that as well. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it, it, if you'd have rejigged, rejigged the story, that could have worked with those characters. But uh, like for a quick one and done character that we're never going to see again, I don't think. Which is a shame. I because hope not. Well, yeah, I I was thinking for towards the end when, you know, it's all revealed he is a, a simp. And for a moment I did think, okay, is he gonna is he gonna offer to okay, well, you're not forgiven until you've worked off your debt, you figure out how to resolve the issue, and then maybe you can start volunteering here instead of me, you know, ratting you into the to the police. I expected that it to go that direction, which it kind of doesn't. Basically it just ends with Gizmo getting the the autograph, um, and then giving the data back, and the data because data- of course he made. And it's the other thing that wound me up is like a laboratory. Like, so I used to work in tech support, right? Okay. So the idea of a laboratory of this scale, mm-hmm. not a having backups and b offsite backups. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Infuriated me. <laughs> I I completely agree with you there. And they, apparently they, they spent all night changing the passwords. Um, okay. If you, that should yeah. be automated at this point. Yeah, it's very three months are. at the minimum. Where's the security as well? Like, it's a shame we're not sponsored because this would be the perfect segue into some kind of you know VPN or something like that. But Drizzile figures it out alongside Go. They manage to figure out who the culprit is uh, and join the fight. We haven't even discussed this. Join the the battle. Uh, Drizzile evolves into Inteleon after moping around for the best part of half the season. I mean, like, they make they make an effort to show that it's training on its own. Yes, they do. Yes, yes. And We're, is it is it kind of implied because every every night it comes out and it looks up to the sky mm-hmm. and it sees Inteleon in the stars. Yes. And then the night it evolves, it come out, it looks at the stars, and we don't see what it sees. And I think it's implied that it's not Inteleon, it's Go, or at least that was the reading I got from it. And that's why it evolves, because it's like, oh, I care more about my trainer than I do 
this weird obsession I have with becoming Inteleon. Yeah, I... So... So I didn't get that from it, but now that you've mentioned that, that makes sense with how it evolves where Go protects Drizzile and says something. I can't remember what it says, but it's almost like... Yeah, it's a callback. Yeah, Drizzile suddenly looks up and realizes, oh, okay, right, like, you've got my back, I've got your back. And so it's basically the the equivalent of anime powering up the friendship and power of love and all that Friendship nonsense. is magic. Do, friendship is magic, and it does the job, it works. Um... But I love at one point, Ash says, Italian's got to be the coolest for sure. Like, is Cinderace just in the Pokeball somewhere <laughs> going, am I a Bro. joke to you? Like, Bro. come on. <laughs> like, come on. Pikachu's on his shoulder like, uh, yes. you want to say that again? <laughs> what? Like, Also, yes, you- I love that, like, Ash, Ash, of all people, is not getting involved in this fight. He isn't. He's just up there, just like, He's, he's about to watch yes. Go get completely ruined by this Kecleon and he's like you got this I support you <laughs> I'm with you despite the fact I know you can't fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know right it's, it's not even like it's not even like he's got no Pokemon like, as you say Pikachu is literally just there <laughs> why is Pikachu not jumping into this um anyway what what did you make of Go's reaction to losing the data like do you think he was uh, overreacting or not? I, uh, no, I get it because he's yeah. a nerd and he equates. And what what made me a little bit sad is the fact that he equates the data to his memories of the Pokemon. Yes. and I get it. It's like losing I, your photos. Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. having your house burned down and like losing all the memories you've had mm-hmm. with people. I get that. Yes, there is sentimental value in having that. But at no point is it ever brought up of like, no, the date is gone, but your memories are still exist. You will yes. carry them forever. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like we were building to it and it yes. never happened. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, that that was my point. Um, was that it just seemed really bizarre how, like you say, like those memories are still, yes, you haven't got the photos, but the memories are still there. But at the end, when it's revealed that the 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 photos are linked to the Pokedex, I was a bit more, oh, okay, I can understand because behind all those Pokemon he's caught, he's registered in the Pokedex. There are photos that he's taken and he's lost them. So while it doesn't take away from the hurt he feels of losing the the data, ultimately those memories are still there. It was just, I feel like there was a message there that wasn't quite delivered right. Agreed. Um, and it's just a bit, yeah. And and because like, for me, the the realization should almost have been, okay, I might have the photos, but I've still got the memories and the time that I had with those Pokemon. And then the very end is, oh, by the way, we've got your photos back. So, oh, great, that I've learned a lesson and I've gotten back what I had stolen from me. Yeah, agreed. Which we didn't get. Um, but yeah, overall, a nice enough episode with some funny moments like the Kecleon falling in love with the Inteleon for some reason because because big lizards big lizards yeah it just just loves big lizards apparently what what do you think of Inteleon's design by the way I've never been a fan I think it's too long and too skinny and it, it freaks me out a little bit yeah I've come around on it but only because of the anime yeah, um, that's fair. I, the, I remember seeing it in the game for the first time and not not quite understanding why. I remember just seeing it going, wait, what? Like, why? But now the more I've seen it and the influences, I get what they were going for. And I think it works a lot better in the anime, especially with it being able to use snapshots as well. Like, that works really well in the anime. Um, so up next, I guess it's over to Grookey's evolution story over the next... Probably. If we get one. Oh, do you reckon we won't? I don't know. I think I think Grookey stands on its own as a pre-Evo. I agree. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I just feel like they've done it for two of them. We're going to get the complete set, I feel. Okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We, we, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, Connor, are you up for playing a game? I am. And this week it's head-to-head. <laughs> oh, so we have both given our five favorite Pokemon to the opposing 
player who have come up with three Pokedex entries for each of those Pokemon. So it's a 5v5 with three Pokedex entries each, and both of us have to spot the one fake entry. Okay. Go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Wait, does that mean I read out second? You read I don't know. First. I realized that <laughs> I after I said it. <laughs> you read out first. You, I'll read out first. You read out okay. first. Okay. So the first Pokemon I was given to, 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 to create a Pokedex entry for was Metagross. Ooh, okay. Dex entry number one. Because the magnetic power of these Pokemon gets stronger in freezing temperatures, Metagross living on snowy mountains are full of energy. Number two. It uses its incredible psychic ability to fly at speeds of up to 260 miles per hour. And number three, it firmly pins its preys using its four claws and large body. Then the teeth in its mouth on its stomach chew the prey to bits. Whoa, okay. I have I have no idea which one is which. So the first one was about ice mounting. Yeah. Second one was about the speed. And third one was basically something out of a horror film. Yes. Um... Oh, see, like, was Metagross in Legends Arcus? Because that almost feels like it would, f- that Pokedex entry fits really nicely. So I don't think it was. Okay, I'm going to go with number three. The correct answer was number two. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, apparently Metagross has a stomach on it, has a mouth on its stomach and uh, right. uses it to devour prey when it's pinned them down. Gross. I hate it. Yeah, that's not a nice one. Do you know? Do you know what game that's from? Our curiosity. Uh, Sun Pokemon Sun. Wow. Oh, they the the entries did get a bit darker in that game, didn't they? So that's good to know. Okay, your first Pokemon is Totodile. Pokedex entry number one. It's a small but rough and tough. It won't hesitate to take a bite out of anything that moves. Pokedex entry number two. Despite the smallness of its body, Totodile's jaws are very powerful. While the Pokemon may think it's just playfully nipping, its bite has enough power to cause serious injury. And the third and final Pokedex entry, little but feisty, the first thing this Pokemon will do when they see something new is to latch onto it with their powerful jaws. Um, the second one sounded like something you would write, like it sounded in your writing voice. Okay, yeah. But the first one sounded a little bit... I, I, I'm going to go with the first one. Oh, small, rough, and tough. Um, n- no, it was number three, I'm afraid. It was number three? Oh, okay. Three. Fair enough. Thank you, thank you. Oh, so Ooh, It's all square. All square. Who's, who's oh, going to win? Okay. Who's going to win? Mm. Leave your guesses in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're watching on Spotify, uh, rate this video however you rate <laughs> yeah. it on Spotify. <laughs> yes, do it. Rate, rate it. Rate the podcast. Number two. Gumi. Oh. The weakest dragon-type Pokemon. It lives in damp. Shady places, so its body doesn't dry out. Dex entry number two. It's covered in a slimy membrane that makes any punches or kicks slide off it harmlessly. And number three. It lacks any bones in its squishy body, allowing Gumi to deflate its body completely. Oh, wow. Okay, so I don't think it's number one. I swear I've, re- I've read somewhere or I've heard somewhere about it being known as the weakest dragon. The second Pokedex entry started with me thinking it was a correct one because it said about, about the, the slimy um, membrane. membrane. Or what, yeah, which, again, I've heard, but the second half of the Pokedex just doesn't seem... There's something about that second half of the po- Pokedex entry. That, can you read... What was the second half of that entry it's covered again? In sli- it's covered in a slimy membrane that makes any punches or kicks slide off it harmlessly. Okay. And then the th- remind me again what the third one was, please. It lacks any bones in its squishy body, it. allowing Gumi to deflate its body completely. Okay. Oh, this is a... See, I'm, I'm tossing up between two and three, and it's probably one. Um, I'm going to go gonna go with number three. It was indeed number three. Oh, okay. I, I, I also read number two, and I was like, that doesn't sound like a thing anybody would write. No, no. Punches and kicks slide kicks. off it. Yeah, exactly. Who's trying that? You just got Professor 8 going, right, okay, just try and boot it again for me, please. <laughs> like, what? I assume it's Pokemon doing it, but like, Plus, yeah, very specific. <laughs> yeah. So your second Pokemon is Umbreon. So Pokedex entry number one. Only trainers with a strong bond with their Pokemon can obtain an Umbreon. Its caring nature takes many people by surprise. Pokedex entry number two. 
When agitated, this Pokemon protects itself by spraying poisonous sweat from its pores. And the third and final Pokedex entry, Umbreon evolved from exposure to the moon's energy's pulses. It lurks in darkness and waits for its foes to move. The rings on its body glow when it leaps to attack. So I feel like, right, I know number two is correct. I have read that before. Oh, um, that's a shame because I thought I, I, <laughs> that was news to me. Yeah, no, it's because I was playing through um, Gold 97, which was like mm. the remake of the beta. Yeah. And it has Umbreon in there as a poison type. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be Umbreon as a poison type and Leafeon rather oh. than Espeon and Umbreon. Anyway, um, so I know the second one is true. I feel like what you've done here is put the first one in knowing that I'm going to be like, well, that's correct. And put the third one in knowing I'm going to be like, well, that's not how it evolves in game. So that doesn't make any sense, except from it's actually a double bluff because the first one is incorrect and the third one is correct. So I'm going to go with number one is the fake entry. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Well done. Oh, like... When I saw that, you know, it sprays poison sweat from its pores, my first thought was, oh, this is the perfect entry to throw into here because, like, it sounds so fake. Mm-hmm. But well done. You you absolutely nailed that one. Why, thank you. Uh, your third Pokemon is Meganium. <laughs> okay. Anyone who stands beside it becomes refreshed, just as if they were relaxing in a sunny forest. Number two, Meganium's breath has the power to revive dead grass or plants. It can make them healthy again. And number three, the antennae on its head are used to detect pheromones of plants that are dying or decaying, which it then rushes to revive. Mm, um, okay, I think number two is correct. It's one or three. Oh, uh, number three. Number three is correct. Oh, okay, right. I've as, never... in, as in you're right. It, it, it is number three. I was correct. Yes, you were okay. correct. Oh, okay, right, okay. <laughs> so I've the only reason I've I, I bought that up is because I have never read anything about its antennae, but I know that typically when I do these fake entries, like if there's a body part that isn't referenced in the Pokedex, I typically pick that for a fake Pokedex entry. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of hoping that was the case. So, What's a shame whew. as well is we've had Meganium on this challenge before. We have, haven't we? Yeah. Because it showed up in one of the um, episodes. So I, w- I read through a couple of them. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember him reading that one to me. Okay, let's look for a different one. Okay. Oh, so we're not going to do Meganium for a while then. Um, okay, right. So it's 2 1? 2 1. 2 1. Right. 2 1 okay. to you, but you're one ahead of me. So. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, the next Pokemon is Yamper. Yay. This Pokemon is very popular as a herding dog in the Galar region. As it runs, it generates electricity from the base of its tail. Second Pokedex entry. This gluttonous Pokemon only assists people with their work because it wants treats. As it runs, it crackles with electricity. And the third and final Pokedex entry. It prefers to lounge around all day. If it doesn't exercise often, static will build up in its fur and zap anyone who touches it. Can you read that third one again for me? Yes. It prefers to lounge around all day. If it doesn't exercise often, static will build up in its fur and zap anyone who touches it. Okay, so... I hate that you're starting to play games with these ones. <laughs> and what's worse is I'm starting to see them, which I then go know on, you're go- okay, right. going backwards on. So, for instance, I like the first entry. I like yeah. the first entry because it's based on corgis. And, like, I didn't realize until very recently that corgis were initially herding dogs, which doesn't oh, wow. seem... doesn't seem right, does it? No, but they are. They're bred to be herding dogs. Oh, okay. So I like the first entry. That makes sense as the inspiration. But if I'm, a, if I'm suggesting that the first entry is correct, I think the third entry is also correct because it contradicts the first one, which is why you'd include it. Although that being said... Yamper's only appeared in one game, so you've only got two Pokedex entries to pull from. Um, and the first two were more similar. Uh, can, can I have the second one again, please? Sure. This glutinous Pokemon only assists people with their work because it wants treats. As it runs, it crackles with electricity. No, I don't like that one. I don't like that. We're going to go with that one, even though it's probably the third one. 
It is the third one. So it's the third incorrect. one. I'm ever so sorry. Yes. And you're <sighs> all right. It's only appeared in one game. So I literally had two Pokedex entries and I just had to just, just figure out what I can make for the third one. Um, but yeah, it was news to me that this is apparently a herding dog. Like, yep. Boltons kind of makes sense. are indeed but... herding dogs. That's why you find them in the first yes. gym. Yeah. Makes around sense all the now. Wooloo. Makes sense now. Go on then. I need to catch up here. Okay. Wait, no, it's 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 you to read to me. Oh, I just gave you one, didn't I? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, right, number four. Number four. Togepi. Oh. Given the shapes on the Pokemon's shell, some people have speculated that it's connected to the legendary Pokemon Latios and Latias. Dex entry number two. A proverb... <laughs> Let's just try that one again. <laughs> a proverb claims that happiness will come to anyone who can make a sleeping Togepi stand up. And number three. This ovate creature is frequently mistaken for a moving egg when encountered out in the fields or in the mountains. It's, 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 it's guileless smile soothes the soul. What? Okay, right. I don't know if you've gone for a massive bluff in that last one and chosen something of weird in there that you struggle <laughs> to pronounce. Like, that is some major bluffing game if number three is fake. Hey, um, right, right click, find synonym. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that okay. The th- the first Pokedex entry as well. The fact that people think it's related to Latius and Latios because of the shapes. And actually, yeah, they they have the shapes. Um. Oh. So I think the second one's correct. Is is legit? I think it's between one and three. Oh. I think number one's the fake one. Do you? Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Well. Yes. Right click, find synonym is not what I did. It's the first one. <laughs> oh right, okay. So it is the first one. Right, it is okay. the first one. Oh, that was that was a very good one. That was a very good one. Ah, I felt like I just had to make a, a guess on that one. It was no. That's a, that's a theory that I have heard before. Um, yes. That there is a connection, especially considering that like it evolves into Togekiss, which yeah shares yeah. some semblance. Mm. But no. Never mentioned okay. in the Pokedex, which Ooh. makes it three one. I am uh, okay. Okay, getting wrecked here. I need these next two, and I need you to miss one, even to draw. Yes. Okay. Right. So the next Pokemon is Arcanine. I- I've got a feeling you will get a point on this. So first Pokedex entry: the sight of it running over six thousand two hundred miles in a single day and night has captivated many people. Second Pokedex entry, an ancient picture scroll shows that po- people were captivated by its movement as it ran through pr- prairies. Prairies? Yeah, prairies. Um, third and final Pokedex entry, light on its feet as if dancing on the wind, it leads its opponents on a merry chase while avoiding them at the same time. <laughs> All right, that's... <laughs> <laughs> None of these sound real. <laughs> yes! Yes! Okay, I'm happy. Like, I know it's super fast, but 6,200... Mm. What was it? 6,200 miles in a single day. All right, in a single day. Okay. Still I mean, that's still a lot. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going cross-country. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... But the second one is an anime referral, so I'm going to have to gamble it all and say the second one. I'm afraid it was the third and final Pokedex entry. Oh, I lose! Oh, oh okay, okay. Woo! Well, that, I'm glad that one tripped you up because that was the one. The reason I put that so close towards the end is I didn't want to give it to you first. You get an early, easy point. And then the momentum's with you, so whew, I'm quite happy with that one. Did, did you? Did you? Did, was the third one the one where you said the word prairie? No, it was the second one. Okay, it, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. The third one was lie light on its feet as if dancing on the wind. I was quite happy yeah. with that one. Yeah. Okay. I don't play anymore. If I, if, I don't, if I don't give you your final one, I can't lose, right? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's no. Well, wait, what? I saw only three one into it. Is it four one? No, three no, one. Three one. Three one. Three one. Oh, one, 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 one more to go each. Okay. So, Mudkip. Ooh. Mudkip live primarily in marshy swamps. Their gills are specially designed to filter out the mud from. Sorry. I have written this down wrong. <laughs> Wait, you've written it down or you've taken it from a Pokedex entry wrong? 
I, I, I was writing, I write them all down because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> okay. Copying and pasting is too hard. Uh, <laughs> is that a bluff? <laughs> Wouldn't you love to know? Uh, right. Mudkip live primarily in marshy swamps. Their gills are specialized to filter out the mud f- that passes over them. Right. I did just read it wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number two. Its large tail fin propels it through the water with powerful acceleration. It is strong in spite of its size. To alert it, the fin on its head senses the flow of water. Wait, what? No. Hang on. <laughs> you okay over that? <laughs> no, I'm having a stroke. Give me a minute. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I copy and pasted that one wrong. <laughs> I mean, I wrote that one down wrong. That's what I mean. <laughs> no, okay, right. That is that is a different line. <laughs> right. Okay. Wait. So we've actually did two and three. Oh, okay. Hang on. Right. Okay. Would you like me to start again? I want. Yes, and I'm sure the audience would too. Okay. <laughs> number one <laughs> number one mudkip live primarily in marshy swamps their gills are specialized to filter out the mud that passes over them number two its large tail fin propels it through water with powerful acceleration it is strong in spite of its size number three to alert it the fin on its head senses the flow of water it has the strength to heft boulders Whoa. Oh. okay okay right <laughs> wow um what was number one again? Sorry. <laughs> mudkip live primarily in marshy swamps. Their gills are specialized to filter out the mud that passes over them. Okay. And then number two was the speed number three boulder. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go number two. It was number one. Oh okay. There was okay. no there was no double triple bluff there. I did just <laughs> fail to write that one down. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that was that was absolutely fantastic! Right, onto your final Pokemon, Ampharos. Pokedex entry number one. It gives off so much light that it can be seen be seen even from space. People in the old days used its light to send signals back and forth with others far away. Pokedex entry number two. The light from its tail can be seen across the ocean. When Ampharos stores too much energy, the red orb atop its head also glows. And third and final Pokedex entry. Ampharos gives off so much light that it can be seen... Uh, wait, what? Have you copied the space one twice? <laughs> it's the I second have. one! It is the second one! <laughs> I, to be fair, so- <laughs> that was, hey, that was 50-50, and I love you for it. Thank you very much. But I was going to go with the second one anyway, because you'd already brought up the fact that if it's got a body part that isn't mentioned in a dex, you add it in. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, annoyingly, I haven't copy and pasted the the first one twice. They are different Pokedex entries, but they're only slightly different. So the the first one starts with It Gives, the second one starts with Ampharos Gives, and then it goes on to People in the Old Days Used the Light, but then the way it's written is slightly different. So obviously I've copied a Pokedex entry where they've slightly tweaked it. Is it like a gold onto a heart gold one because they did change them slightly it must be because i'm looking at them there there are like about four or five words different um but there you go well 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 done you got was it two in the end yeah the score was three to two three to two you win oh yay right we will have to do this again at some point because it was an it was an absolute blast really enjoyed it um there's no I question think what we ne- i think what we Go need on. to do in future is have an audience member or somebody we know put a bunch of these together and then yes. we do the same ones yes and then we I- like reason and counter reason each other oh i'd love that i would absolutely love to to do that i think it'd be a load load of Fun. I, I I absolutely love this guessing game. It's the for me. It's like for such a small segment. I have so much fun with it. It's always a good laugh. Um. So yeah, de- definitely we'll have to figure out more stuff that we can do with it. Um. No comments and questions because we're recording so close to the previous episode. But as always, if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrollpod at gmail.com or by leaving it on our Discord channel um in terms of 
plugs. I don't think we probably have many plugs, will we? Oh, I've got one that I didn't oh, okay. uh, do last time, which is I've done a video about uh, the history of Pokeballs. Oh, okay. Which was another collab with Bird Keeper Toby, which I'm super, super proud of this one. Really, nice. really good, happy with it. Uh, bit of a longer video. I'll tell you what, one of the best Lewis's is ever edited. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, okay. Stunning, I'm to stunning that. work. Oh, brilliant. Right, okay. When's that out? Uh, as of day of recording, tomorrow. So a couple of weeks okay. ago. Right, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, right. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to watching it. Right. That's the show. I've got no plugs, by the way. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. And I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter and Twitch. As for the Gone Rob Podcast, you can find us on the usual platform. Search for Gone Rob Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast, especially if you're listening on Spotify. Leave us a, leave us a nice <laughs> review. Five-star review minimum, please. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See you next year. 